Hey, there's not a lot to see over here. What? what but there's saying? a lot to hear over here. <laughs> there's a lot to hear over here. The Outdoor Guys here on News Talk 1110 WBT. And from Jesse Brown's, we broadcast up and down the eastern seaboard early on Saturday mornings. But you can also go to jessebrowns.com via the podcast where we have all four segments broken down for your listening pleasure. Don Yeager is on assignment. You know what that means. I know. That means he's fishing. And... <laughs> does mean he's fishing. <laughs> and that means that I get to work with you. That's right. The voice over there that you hear is Christopher Lyne, best-selling author, Charlotte, Signs of the Times. We've got those at Jesse Brown's as well. And sold where books are sold. Where books are sold. Very true. So congratulations true. to you. your success Thank with you. that. Um with that wonderful book that came out in 2017 and mm-hmm. broke some records and, and won some awards and things like that. Yeah, made a lot of connections with people. That's it. Well, and I'm Bill Barty. And listen, there's a lot of sports going on in the Charlotte area, in the Carolina outdoors. And when we talk sports, we like to bring on one of the hardest working men in show business. He's a member of the Carolina Panthers broadcast team. He's out at the Wells Fargo uh, championship, uh, working that as well, providing updates and such as that. Jim Zoki, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Bill, Christopher, great to be on with you. I, I don't know that I can get away with saying I'm at the golf course and I'm working hard, but it is, <laughs> it is a, it's a great way to make a living, i got to tell you. It's, it's a great well, place to be here. It, it, and at least you know it. And uh, it's very fitting that the Carolina Outdoors is talking to a man who's in a tent, and that being yes. the WBT broadcast yes. we tent. We have a theme. We have a theme, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's not the old Boy Scout tent that, uh, out in the Pisgah National Forest, but, hey, yeah. it will do. some nice do. HDTV screens here, some big HDTV <laughs> screens and 4D and all that stuff. So, yeah, not exactly roughing it out here for sure with these PGA Tour golfers. Well, we we call it glamping of, uh, to <laughs> glamping. some degree. Some some glamping anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah, microwave, yeah, everything. <laughs> Before we get into finding out just kind of what the energy level is out there at the Quail Hollow Country Club, we wanted to take a little bit of time with you to find out about the Panthers 2018 draft. And and so many times people always have opinions, negative and positive, about drafts. Uh, it's gone on and on through the years. I remember when Cam Newton an MVP of the NFL was drafted, there was still a lot of debate whether he was the right pick for the Panthers and that sort of thing. But it seems like for 2018, there's a lot of excitement. People are mostly positive. Our first four picks consisted of a wide receiver, two cornerbacks, and a tight end. What is your general overview of the Panthers' selections this year? Yeah, I thought in general they did a good job of you know identifying needs and finding players that that fit that. You know, the thing is, despite the fact they were eleven and five last year, uh, they couldn't really fill every need. Like you notice, they didn't take a running back, they didn't take an offensive lineman, and those are two need areas. But to their credit, they didn't overreach and just go get a running back or just get an offensive lineman because they hadn't got one. They tried to you know, match talent with the round they were in and not just overreach that. So I like the fact that, you know, this DJ Moore, the receiver they get, you know, I love the instant impact he should have on the offense. And then you'll be able to double down in the second and third rounds with defensive backs, which to me, out of all the positions, defensive secondary was the biggest one. So when they came away with a corner and a safety in back-to-back rounds, uh, I thought as far as the first two days of the draft went, they certainly did well there. And then when you get to rounds four through seven, I mean, you hope guys exceed expectation, but, the realistic expectation on draft day is 
guys that provide depth, that'll make your team, that'll do special teams, and then maybe in time they blossom and become something more. Uh, but uh, those again, just only time will tell in, in all these cases how they do. Well, and to jump in on DJ Moore, because a lot of, I mean, he's our first-round pick, first pick, mm-hmm. first wide receiver chosen, I think, as well. Um, and Steve yep. Smith, a lot of um, on the NFL Network, on the draft show, said that the Panthers have not filled his place since he left, and they did it with the with the pick of DJ Moore. Do you agree with that? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the fact that Steve Smith is saying it carries a lot more weight than anybody else that would say it. So the fact that they haven't filled that role uh, and Smitty thinks now they have is great. And, you know, we did a pre-draft show till 8, so I was able to actually watch the NFL Network coverage. And prior to that pick, before he was even picked by the Panthers, Steve Smith was calling DJ Moore his spirit animal. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that he, he was that attached. And then when the Panthers picked him, he just became that much more ecstatic about him. So he's, he's bigger than Smitty. He's six feet, about 215, but he kind of catches the ball with his hands the way Smitty does and has that attitude. So you know, you know so those first three picks in particular, the two DBs and more, is they all come with some swagger, a little bit of attitude about them, which is you know confidence and you know, it's only cocky if you can't back it up and play good, and we'll see how these guys do at the pro level. But he had 80 catches last year at Maryland. Uh, there's a lot to like about what he can bring to the Panthers' offense. And, you know, with Devin Funches, you got the big receiver. Then you have these smaller, fast guys that so far have tended to get hurt in Demir Bird and Curtis Samuel. So I think D.J. Moore was the type of receiver they needed to add to the equation as far as the type of receivers they got. If you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, we've got Jim Zoki. He's a member of the Carolina Panthers broadcast team, a true professional, talking to us from a tent in the outdoors, so to speak, uh, with the outdoor guys. We're kind of covering the 2018 draft. And, uh, Jim, there is something that comes up every year, and they are unheralded to an extent, but they make up a lot of, of percentage of teams in the NFL and it's called the undrafted free agent. And the Panthers just signed seven of them. Um, I'm going to ask you if there are any gems in there. Uh, hey, talking to a gem. <laughs> no, a gem. bad joke. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> but there is um, one player in particular who's listed as a running back, and I may mess up his last name, Reggie Bonifun. He Bonifun, was yep. He was a quarterback um, um, at Louisville, and, in fact, he – started ahead of Lamar Jackson um, as a quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson was drafted as well in the first round. Uh, any any comments on the free agents, undrafted free agents that the, that the Panthers signed, and specifically Reggie or any other uh, high-quality player that may uh, develop through that? You know, they, they, they got seven of them. You mentioned the Bonifin, the running back. And like Lamar Jackson, some viewed him as not being a quarterback in this league, and yet he went first round to Baltimore as a quarterback. Some thought he projected as a wide receiver in the league. And in the case of Bonifin, uh, you know, running back will be his, his pro position should he make the team. They did get an offensive guard out of Clemson, uh, whose name escapes me right now. That is, I think his last name is Hearn. But anyway, he's 6'5", 320. And we do need help at interior offensive line with the departure of Andrew Norwell to Jacksonville, and we already know Ryan Khalil is going to retire at the end of the season, so there's definitely a need over the next year for interior linemen, so he would have a chance there. And that would be interesting, too, at backup quarterback. They bring in this quarterback, Kyle Allen. You know, At the moment, they could still bring Derek Anderson back as a backup. He's not currently on the roster, but it's nice to be you know grooming some younger guys that could be that backup quarterback here. So 
it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the mix at quarterback. Oh, too good. Jim Zoki is our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors. Jim, we're going to have to let you go, but before we do, there's no PGA Championship hangover for the Wells Fargo Championship, it seems. Can you give us kind of an idea of the crowds that are coming out there to the Quail Hollow Country Club and the buzz that's out there? It's huge, and you know the addition to this tournament ticket-wise. When Tiger Woods announced he was coming, it just—they uh, haven't sold out all the tickets. But uh, when his name announced the next day, they sold 113,000 tickets the next day. So it just gives you an idea of the the Tiger impact, uh, what he means to this tournament. And it's a big tournament with or without him. And of course, he hasn't played here since 2012. Uh, but now that he's you know, back in the mix of the golfers that are on the big stops. It makes a huge difference because it brings in everybody. It becomes a national story. People that are kind of borderline golf fans start to perk up and pay attention when they hear that name. Tiger Woods, it means a lot. And they did do a lot of redesign of this course last year for the PGA Championship, the major. And that stuff's been sustained here for this tournament. So a lot of golfers come here because they like this feeling of playing in what is like a major tournament, even though it's a stop on the PGA Tour. Next week's the Players' Championship down in Ponte Vedra, Florida. So it's become a nice back-to-back stop uh, for this tournament, which is it's uh, under contract one more year. But talking to the folks out here, uh, they think they'll have some discussions shortly after this tournament ends and feel optimistic about extending its stay here. I don't think they're ready for it to, to go away. They played it in Wilmington last year. So I think it's become a regular stop once again in the future, too. Fantastic. His name's Jim Zoki. Jim Zoki, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Guys, thank you so much. Take care. We look forward to his updates, too, here on WBT through the week, too. But, hey, there's more to come on the Carolina Outdoors, so stay tuned. Christopher Lawing over there, Bill Barty here. We're the Outdoor Guys.